Welcome back to the All Bark, All Bite podcast. I'm Cole Hamilton. And I'm Brennan Silzer. Today we're joined by the cross-country 2A coach of the year, Jason Gearhart. How you guys doing today? We're doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, So you've recently stepped down as the baseball coach, as we mentioned in the last episode. What, what went into that decision? Yeah, I've done baseball for a long time, and... Um, I still love baseball, but just got I'm getting really busy with cross country and track, and I just felt it, I couldn't do um, the the baseball job, you know, the commitment it needed and deserved with doing track as well. So, uh, complete faith in Mr. Morgan, obviously the baseball coach. So, I'm I'm excited for my new opportunities in track, and excited for Coach Morgan with the baseball program. Yeah, so like. What got you into doing cross country? Was it just like your kids did it and you're like, hey, might as well try? And it seems like you really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, I ran cross country in high school. I wasn't very good, but I ran cross country in high school, enjoyed it. And then watching my son and, and my daughter get into it, um, Mr. Mullis was a coach and he was going to get out. So I was just from the mindset that I go to the meets anyway. I sit here and run around crazy at the golf course, so I might as well go as a coach. So I've really enjoyed it. I've done it for three years now, and obviously Brendan's been a big, big part of our success here at O-Line. So I've really enjoyed it, and I just got into it because the job was open and my kids were involved. Yeah, and so far the team's been hitting every goal. I think first year the goal was not to be last in conference. For boys, we failed that one. Yeah, we But did. the second year we weren't last in conference. And we had guys at state because that was our year two. And then year three was a couple more guys at state. I don't really think we weren't really thinking team until I don't even maybe like halfway through the season. Like the online meet, we were kind of like, okay, there's a shot. But then I think slowly after we won a couple more, it really fell in. What would be your year four goal going into next year, you think? <sighs> yeah, you're right. Like it's been pretty rapid progression from. Um, and you guys both ran, Cole ran one year, obviously, yeah. with us. And it's been pretty rapid from, like, literally begging kids the first year to go out. Uh, you um, pretty much, like, kind of made Brennan go out. He wasn't going to go out. And you kind of, <laughs> yeah. like, said, like, oh, yeah, you're going out. And he's like, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we some, yeah, Brennan basically just kind of made him go out. I saw Andrew Round walking through the cafeteria when we were having the meeting. So I told him he should go out. And... And it's things kind of just came together that first year. And then, um, as Brendan said, year two with Brendan and Ray qualifying with state was, was pretty cool. And I think it just, it, um, gave credit to what coach Schoff and I were doing with the program that kids were making progress. But again, I've said this many times, especially last fall, like I think Brendan Souser is still the reason that online cross country has become a, you know, a credible, um, sport. And I will continue to say that know for a long time obviously so uh brennan got the kids um interested and i just kind of felt like i i got brennan out but then once brennan got out and got interested it kind of just took off from there to be honest he did lose his brother for one year in a weird episode but <laughs> he got his brother back out and um the only time i was really upset at brennan was like he kind of convinced connell to try football in eighth grade but i think he had to <laughs> maybe he got out of the system and then last year obviously like i think brennan organizing the runs in the summertime um and, mo and a lot of the guys hopping on board and after a few meets, like I was, I, I was being cautiously optimistic. Like I knew we had a pretty strong team and if we could stay healthy, we had a chance to qualify for a team, which 
as you mentioned, Brandon, like that wasn't even in our heads, I don't think, even the previous year when you and Ray had qualified. Um, this year, like, I mean, um, I don't know, like my goal is to be state champions. I mean, yeah, to be completely yeah. honest with you, you guys like, just got fourth. We got fourth. Yeah. And obviously we're losing, um, Brennan, who was an outstanding runner for us and Andrew round, but you know, like fourth place was not something we expected. I think it just showed, um, the kids and myself that, you know, like, you know, you, you can get better than fourth and there's only three yeah. spots better than yeah. fourth and one of those is first. So that's my goal. Like I know it's a high, you know, high expectation, obviously you're a high goal, but, um, you know, you know, it's weird. Like you make a state and now you're like, you get more selfish, obviously. So yeah. my goal is to be state champions next year. And I'm sure that's also the goal of probably eight or nine other schools out there as well. But that's my mindset. And hope that's the mindset of the kids as well. Yeah. A lot of those schools I know lose a lot of runners too, but like, I just remember we went in there and you were talking to us like, Hey, let's try to go get like top 50%, like seventh or eighth. I think we we're predicted to finish 11th or something. Yeah. You guys are the 11th. But like getting fourth was almost frustrating too. Cause like Connell was saying, Connell was like, I was so far back. I just mentally got out of it at two miles. He's like, if I would have known, cause I know like I was listening and they have a podcast ran by like guys that are big into Iowa cross country and they were talking about like seeing us and Western Christian out in like third and fourth and they're like, there's no way they hold on to it. And we did, but I mean, I, I think next year, honestly, podium for sure. Cause you're looking rave on trajectory, low 16s, I would say Jacob and Connell. I want, I mean, Connell almost beat me in a meet this year. That districts I lost by twelve seconds, I think. Yeah. So him and him and Jacob I think will break seventeen most meets next year, and then with Round to replace that one, I think didn't our sixth runner because Round was fourth and the fifth and sixth like there was like a group of four guys. Then he he ran really good at he was did it districts or state at state, state meet and ran his best ever time. Yeah, like it was incredible what he did. Um, yeah, the mental fortitude that Round. Display that day was incredible. It's not easy to kind of like fight it, fight it, fight it, and all of a sudden not fight it and just lay caution to the wind and just go out and get it done. But yeah, Sullivan loses his shoe in that meet, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Driscoll was like third to last after a mile, and then he passes like 40 kids in the last mile. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, there, there's some things we can clean up, obviously, going into next year. But no, it, it, I'm excited, obviously, and, and hopefully the kids have that same enthusiasm. Yeah, and I think for a lot of those guys, it's going to be easier coming back. Because your first time there, I mean, you've never been in a meet like that. Just the, that the speed that which that gets out is insane yeah, compared to what... that would be different because, like, you don't have any, like, really slow or even, like, average kids. Everyone's good. No, yeah. and for the most part, like, the same teams make it every year, too, for cross country. It's not like basketball where they're different all the time. Cross country's like, I mean, these, t they're that... 10 team group that makes it every year so these kids know what to do yeah, i guess you always hear about jess up tipped in teams like that yeah, yeah that still made me mad i remember going into districts they had predicted it was they were like yeah walk-on's way ahead and then it's going to be o-line jess up denver and dyke and all those schools and i think our biggest thing was at smaller meets is where we get toasted sometimes because our back guys like you had me and ray as a front two and the back guys were far back but once you got to a bigger meet the back guys would finish more towards the middle and actually help us out. Yeah. 
but except for dress up, that meet was rough. So you actually did win coach of the year. Like, how, like, uh, do you take any credit for that? I really don't, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Miss Herrings had sent me a text, and I think I misread it, and it, it said something like, something about coach of the year. And I was just assuming like, oh, somebody must have nominated me. And it was pretty cool to be nominated for that award. So she said, call me. So I called her and um, I said, hey, someone nominated, nominated me for coach zero. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm excited that happened. It was probably Brendan Salazar. I said, and she's like, no, you don't, you weren't nominated. You won coach of the year. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's deserved to be honest. Um, um, but it was, it was voted on by the coaches, the two-way coaches for cross-country. And I think what it probably was, uh, as you guys have mentioned, is like, oh, I'm finishing fourth at the cross-country yeah, meet. just wasn't anticipated. And yeah. um, I think the, obviously there's coaches that are, are way more knowledgeable than I am that deserve this honor way more than I do. But it's pretty cool. It's something I'll obviously cher- tre- treasure and cherish. And, uh, again, the credit, though, goes to – the kids, uh, they they put all the work in. I do feel like the best thing you can do as a coach for cross country is just to get kids to buy in, which I felt like you guys had yeah seven runners pretty like really bought in for your varsity team. So it's like yeah, yeah, the buy in part's hard, you know, like especially in a sport that difficult. Yeah, I mean it's it's small town Iowa, so you know football is still the king of all you know most sports and or most schools and i i get that like cross country is a secondary type thing and it's even behind volleyball obviously for nearly every school so it's you're fighting against football and volleyball to get kids out so yeah we gotta we gotta do things a little bit differently to get kids excited and and once you get them out then you have to get them to buy in and it's not easy but again the credit goes to the kids for for buying in and again brennan was kind of the leader of that going back you know to june of of last summer I'm excited, like obviously track season, but I'm excited for the summer too, just to get another chance to train with the guys. I mean, I'm hoping we can get, last year we had four or five guys every time. If we can stick to like 10 guys, because a lot of these teams, it'd be nice to be up with the 4A schools where you're having your JV run lower varsity meets. Because I know like there's some 2A schools, there's not a lot, but there's a few that are able to like send their guys to the huge state meets. And then that's great experience coming state meet. Well, the good thing, Brandon, is you're going in college for the next four years. So I expect you to come back each summer and get, get these kids in shape. So again, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're doing all the work, and maybe we should take this coach award and give half of it to you or three-fourths of it to you. But no, you come back in the summer, and you get these going kids to run, and, and that's, the, that's the blueprint. Like anything else, like the five Ps, you know, um, proper preparation prevents poor performance. You know, you guys put a ton of time in the summertime, and it obviously showed um, when we got to the fall. Yeah, I think I think that's big. Just even like I think running together in the summer brings guys together as a team more too, and then in the season you're just excited for each other. And I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs to the season too because like I know some meets where, especially like conference, where it's just like if I would have ran that time, we would have been in a lot better place. But I don't know. Like next year, I think you guys are probably shooting for conference champions because we smoke grundy at state um you've added some new meats too yeah you know like 
when you, when you when your team gets better, you should need to go out and find better competition to compete against. We're going to run an Animosa's me. Hopefully, Tipton will be down there, and we're adding a, a meet in Cedar Rapids as well. Maybe we'll see some big schools down there. So, yeah, we are, you know, adjusting and adapting our competition as we as we move forward. I did talk to the Mount Mercy coach. I think I'm racing in that same one. Oh, that'd be cool. So I think yeah. I think I'll have a five yeah. k like later in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. I also think like for like Ray, like it's good for him to get like 15th every once in a while running against really good guys like just like I, I feel like that helps you improve like when you're just not ahead of the pack every single time yeah for sure like you got to face good competition get better in anything you do and running is no exception so yeah um we we ran against we ran against we have some pretty competitive meets already like west delaware and o-wine and jessa but adding a couple more competitive meets only will help us yeah i mean i can only think of like three or four meets before state out of the 12 that like i wasn't top five in so they're definitely like like the indie one those ones that we cut out are good ones to get rid of um i I always like like have you heard of the johnston cross country meet what they do there i haven't unless unless you told me it's a it's just a super they make cross country a sport more fun they take like floodlights and they put them all out around their course and they have speakers playing so you're running your 5K, but it's like dark under the lights with music. I think that's the kind of stuff that's always fun too. Now that means probably insanely hard to get into. But. Yeah, I think outside the box, yeah, you're right. Like that stuff would make it more fun, just difficult to kind of initiate that. Yeah. Like I'm not sure how, I don't think we could do it at our course, but maybe some year, yeah. in a couple of years. We'll see if um, our superintendent's willing to pour some money into that. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I'm sure he's currently listening. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else going on besides a all bite, all bark podcast. <laughs> I think like the only other other thing with track we're missing right now is like I want to hopefully help start some kind of track club for the younger kids because track and like cross country are the one sport. There's no feeder program. There's not a feeder program, and you, like I said, when I went to Ames there's 200 kids on the track running just for fun. If you can get 20, 25 kids, that'd be great for the program too. To, Cause then those kids get excited about it and hopefully that builds. Yeah, absolutely. Last spring they had that youth track meet that Jenny Schaff organized and that was a great idea for one and hopefully it'll happen again this spring. Um, yeah. And decor, sometimes you go up there for baseball games in the summer and decor would have yeah. 30, 40, 50, kids on the track doing running workouts which i get not many schools um you know our size are doing that but that'd be a great thing to do seeing decor at meets is always crazy they bring like two buses just full of kids and they like like a third of the meet is just decor kids sometimes <laughs> yeah it looks like an army yeah. and they go off the bus um yeah they get a lot of kids out it's cool i, I think we should do it decor but don't they have like cross country is like a pe class too or didn't they I'm not sure. I think that was a thing. Oh, they had the PE waiver there. Yeah, I, I we have that cool. here as well. I yeah. guess, but I think you can get the PE waiver like every semester. So I think a lot of kids do that. Uh, just like kids that don't want to do football or something. Just yeah, but, cross country. I mean, they're always really good at cross. Yeah, they're yeah, really good. I can't. Is there a year they didn't? I think they made state every year I've been in high so school. They're like first or second in their conference every year. Yeah, because... I think, well, they got second this year, and then Waverly pooped it down. Yeah. And so it changed gears. Like, obviously, like, you went to college to play baseball. Um, What was, like, and you, you weren't going to be a 
teacher originally, correct? Correct. Yeah, I was going to go to school being an accountant. And I like like my accounting teacher in high school, um, Bob Downs and um, Mr. Downs. And he was our accounting teacher when I was a kid. And I really enjoyed his classes. And I left O-Wine in 1993. My intent was to become an accountant. And I was taking accounting classes and business classes at the University of Dubuque. And, you know, I just ended up switching to business management. And I dropped accounting, but I got my business degree. And then um, I decided to also get my education degree. So... No, not my intent to be a teacher when I was your guys' age, but um, it's been a pretty good career for me. Yeah, and like playing baseball, like like you were on a lot of good teams in high school for baseball. Like I'm sure almost every year, you, didn't you? You guys made it to state? Did you guys ever? No, no, you guys didn't. we never yeah, made it to state. Um, we had some good teams with Coach Sanders, obviously, and um, ranked number one, number two in the state, but never never got to state in baseball. Oh. oh. Hopefully we'll go there soon. We've been close so many years. Like, yeah, yeah baseball has been trade. close. Yeah, sub-state losses in 2018, 2019. Um, yeah, baseball is a funny sport where, like, the best team doesn't always win. There's more variables in baseball than compared to other sports. You had some crazy games. I was there. Yeah, beating Cascade, obviously, in 2018 when they were ranked number one was a pretty cool moment for our kids to, to be a part of. And, um yeah, baseball's fun. We got to defend it the next year, play them again. Play them the next year. Wild game. Yeah. That, I was at that game. That game was wild. Up 7 nothing, and then down 8-7. And then, yeah, then we scored two runs on an E6. I think, um, what, th- three straight people with two strikes? Yeah. Something like Carson that. Jeans, I think Dom and uh, Dylan Arndt. Lucas Crandall got thrown out. <laughs> I got tossed, yeah. Watch your mouth. Tossed during that inning. Yeah. It wasn't Luke's first time getting tossed from a game, and uh, it was unfortunate because Luke didn't play obviously in the in the subset game against New Hampton a few days later, and which which hurt. Luke had a, a very good season that year hitting. So, and that game was close too. Like there was like one play, I think one wild play. Yeah, against New Hampton. Yeah, yeah. I I I take responsibility for that loss. I earlier in the year we had intentionally walked a kid for Decora to load the base with one out, which probably looked really stupid to the fans. And Zach Wagner was pitching, and we walked one of the really good hitters, and Zach buckled down and struck the next two kids out. And I should have done that. I should have done that same thing against New Hampton in that inning. Um, their best hitter was up, the Stokel kid. And it would have been the same situation, walking the bases loaded. And it was in the back of my head, and I just didn't pull the trigger on it. And you know, It's one of those things in baseball, like you always think more about the games that you feel as a coach that you screwed up and it cost the team um, a chance to win. And I probably think about that New Hampton game, maybe not daily, but two or three days a week, you're like, oh, man, I wish I had walked, walked that <laughs> Stokel kid back in the fifth inning at Wartburg that night. But um, we had some bad luck that night. Um, uh, Steven hit yeah. the ball hard a couple of times right yeah. at people. And Hampton's a good team. They didn't make any mistakes, and we made a couple. And it was unfortunate because our kids had, had a great season. But yeah, the way the game goes. Steven hit that one. I thought was going out in center field really windy day too yeah and just any other dime it's a home run i mean yeah. warburg's at a huge field hurdle field is i mean really big dimension so and it was dead center the ball too yep yeah yep. just unfortunate and just a play where guys you know a tense situation they start throwing the ball around there was a couple happens. kids on bases too when steven hit it i think wasn't there yeah because i just remember watching that and i was like oh that's over and yeah, like the last I, I second thought it, was going out. it just hits the wall 
Yeah, and Steven had a great year that year, especially hitting towards the end of the year. Hit the ball. Outstanding, yeah, absolutely. Didn't he change his swing a little? He did, yeah. He spent time after practice there, beginning probably about middle of June, every night after practice, and asked me to throw extra BP to him or Coach Morgan or Coach Prouty, whoever it may be. And he did tweak his swing, and it, it paid off dividends for Steven. He was a really tough out when the season ended. Yeah, because he even helped me out with my swing a lot. He told me to do what he started doing, which was like, he kind of straightened out his front leg right away because that's my issue. I get on my leg so my front leg so hard, so I straightened it out already, and that helped me out a lot. I started hitting a lot better. And that also shows for future athletes that like the guys that put an extra effort are normally yeah. the ones that end up succeeding. Yeah, and it helps too when you're 200 pounds of <laughs> yeah. essentially a lot of muscle at that point in his <laughs> life. So he was, a, he was a gifted kid. That was I was like four years of lifting too to get to that point. Yeah, and he's just, I, I don't know, he just has that different, like, t- kind of strength where you're like, like, what is this kid? I throw, just throws 90, well, he threw 88 like then, but I bet right now he could throw 90, well, a year ago he could have thrown 90. That grade was pretty good. I think we have a couple good grades coming up that could hopefully rival them, but. Baseball, yeah. Not just, I'm talking like all sports, uh, like basketball, yeah. they were really good. Football, uh, they were. Okay. Isn't Steven sponsored by like some gym now? You'd know better than I do. I think he is. Yeah. I think he, I think Steven lives in Cedar Rapids currently and he does have a sponsorship with a gym in Cedar Rapids. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but he was talking, telling me about it. Like every time he goes and lifts, I, I don't know how it works, but yeah, he has got a sponsorship and if he, like people refer him, he gets, he gets apparently compensated in some fashion. So He's turning his high school weightlifting into into a side hustle here a little bit. <laughs> um, should, yeah, he's a neat kid. We should bring him on. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a fun episode. I think it would be. All right, cut. Now it's time for us to tell you about our new subscription, All Bark, All Bite Premiere. Yep, All Bark, All Bite Premiere. We are gonna be putting out bonus episodes, extra clips for you guys. We're going to have ad episodes without ads, like this ad, ad yep. we are doing right now, actually. Won't be in them. Um, yeah. We'll also have, so we're starting like two extra podcasts. There'll be premiere, which is just bonus episode, kind of laid back. We'll do some fun stuff on it. And we're doing another one, which is going to be like a short. So we'll pull out, we'll bring some guys on just for like quick two, three, four minute episodes. Yeah, we'll do like small, funny, probably funny interviews, don't you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be signing like, if you join it, there'll be like coupons for once we start putting out clothing and everything and all that stuff. Um, and the last thing we'll be doing with it is for everyone that joins, um, we'll be bringing quite a few of you guys on. If you're, if you join it on as the bonus episodes or the short episodes. So we'll make sure to get you guys involved with the podcast. Um, they will be like monthly. You can ask us questions on there and stuff. Yeah. But how does one sign up for this? How, how do they get this? Um, there'll be a link in this description. We'll also put it on our Twitter and Instagram. Um, just go click on it, sign up, use your parents' credit card. Yep. D- don't do that. Ask them okay. first. Yeah, and it's for a small price of two dollars. Two dollars a month. Two dollars. Then we have like a higher tier that's three dollars a month. Yep. Way more stuff. Way I, more stuff. You I guys would, would go for that one. You guys would love it. Um, the only caveat to this is is we can see if you cancel your membership. Yeah, Parker so, Spears Loggy. So when you cancel your membership, we're not going to bring you on an episode. Yeah, sorry. You got to like stick yeah, it you out. You got to stick it out. Uh, if I see you purchase it again, I'll let you back on without a doubt. But yeah, for sure. I would recommend the annual plan, actually. I think that's a great deal. How much is that? 18? 
eighteen dollars for the base one. I think the other one's twenty four, maybe. It's not that expensive, and I mean that's a whole year's worth of content. Entire year. Think about that. And it helps you guys support us as a podcast. Yep. So if you're fans of All Bark All Bite, go buy it. We won't hate you if you don't, but if you want it, go get it. For sure. All right, back to the episode. All right, now it's time for our dog bite segment where we'll ask the seven rapid fire questions. I think I always forget that, but yeah. it is seven. All right, we'll start off with the first one. What is your biggest fear? Heights. Don't do them. Don't do them. I, I, won't, I won't go on the, the Ferris wheel at Adventureland. Um, nothing. Do not like heights at all. In fact, I, I, when I'm up there, I feel like my best way to alleviate my fear is to jump. <laughs> so it's bad to think that, but so outside heights do not work for me, no. All right, all right. Uh, what is your favorite number? I don't really have one, I guess. I, I would say, I'm not sure why, but two. two. I have no idea, right? Two? Doesn't yeah. Ray wear two? I think he does, yes. Uh, What's your best? We know you're a big fashion guy. What's your best fashion advice? Sweaters. You do wear a lot of sweaters, sweaters. in the winter yeah. time. Sweaters. Don't wear flip flops with socks. <laughs> flip flops the right terminology <laughs> or slide. You guys guys maybe call them slides, but don't wear slides with socks. I do that. Yeah. Like after a run, I'll do it. I do that just like showing up to baseball, so I already have like my socks on. Yeah. Just easy. I'm not a big fan of that look. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite TV show? I don't watch a lot of, I mean, I don't watch a lot of shows. I've been watching um, Big Sky. It's on ABC. It's like a murder mystery show on ABC. It's all right. All right. I was kind of thinking he'd say Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. She'll watch that season numerous times. <laughs> I've seen Gilmore Girls. I'm familiar with it, but. You just kind of struck me as a guy that might be a Gilmore Girls. Um, what's the best advice you could ever give somebody? Um, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty broad question. Um, you know, no, I guess this is kind of generic, but I, the older I get, it seems like it makes more sense. And that is, um, uh, don't be afraid to fail. Like, I think it's difficult for people to realize, like you put a lot of effort into things and time and you can still fail, but don't be afraid to fail. All right. If you had three days left to live, how would you spend them? Well, I probably got. And my wife's probably listening, so I probably got. I probably got to <laughs> bring her along and the kids. If I wasn't married, um, I'd probably go. I'd try to go on a whirlwind in Europe for three days. But with the wife and kids, we might just hunker in. I don't like know. Bonnie and Clyde. Too? No, not oh. killing people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Seeing new stuff. I, I, you know, something I want to accomplish is I want to go to Europe a couple of times in my lifetime. So if I only have three days left, I'd probably try, try to get on a flight immediately to Europe. What country would you go to? Um, I want to go to Eastern European countries, Czechoslovakia, Romania, um, and also Ireland. Ukraine? Um, not currently, <laughs> no. Not currently. Putin, hopefully he'll get taken out. <laughs> oh... I don't know. This is all looking rough, but I think it's just, I don't think anything, probably like China and Taiwan. That's where you'd go? No, like, oh, I, that's <laughs> what I'm feeling with Russia and Ukraine. Okay. All right. Um, so we're getting a playlist, a podcast music playlist. Uh, is there a song you'd like that? Like a song you'd like to add to it? Any song. 
Don't care the genre. Yeah. Um, I'm all over the map on music, to be honest. I, I like everything except for country. That's um, fair. I like Kodachrome by Paul Simon. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that song. I'm not. I know Paul Simon. Okay. Just don't know the song. Fair enough. Mr. Right. Devango was a big fan of that song also. Okay. TD. 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 Probably, bring, probably not listening girl. Yeah, we could bring him on. Could be a great yeah. guest. Absolutely. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Big loss for Huskies. Yeah. I, I want to try to get Mr. Schaff on sometime. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably I, probably too busy as well. Busy guy. Yeah. Principal jobs. These guys are busy. Yeah. Guys, busy dudes. Yeah. <laughs> he was playing the guitar outside of my cell on like the first day of school. Buskin. I, I did see that. Him yeah. and Chet Regan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to go to our episode draft. So Mr. Gerhardt does teach government. So we are going to be the president of whatever, I don't know. And we are going to the be the United, United States. We are the president of the United States. And we'll be appointing a vice president, secretary of state, and you got to have a top general. We're picking students. Will, will we open the teachers or just students? I don't care. We'll just do students. Okay. Uh, we always let our guests go first. So if you had a person in mind. Uh, vice president for the United States, a student. Um, man, that's going to be a tough one. Um, I'm going to say, um, I know we're lingering in time here. Um, vice president, I'm going to say Jason Harriman. Okay. Junior. All right. He's, okay. cal- he's calm. We need diplomatic. Calm. Yep. Um, attributes. I think Jason's a calm presence who could who could talk us through issues. All right. I think for the vice president, I'm going to choose myself. Oh, okay. All right. I th- I think I demonstrate great abilities. All right. At taking both roles. Okay. It's the vice president doesn't do all that much either. So. <laughs> no, Souser's too um, volatile to be the vice president. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with, I'm going to pick my Secretary of State first. I'm going to go with Danny Gerstenberger. Smart, smart, really smart person. Sure would make great decisions. And then for my next pick, I'm going to go, we'll go General. And I'm going to go with Nevin Berry, another smart kid. I'm sure he has great military knowledge. Would make great decisions. I'm adding a new position to this. What is it? Uh, my bodyguard. Your bodyguard. I'm okay. going to take Christian Stoller. I think he'd make a great bodyguard. All right. That's fair. Josh Augustin, double A uh, general. General. Nobody knows more about military. That is true. Stuff yeah. than that, Josh is, that is actually a great pick. Nevin Barry is now a standing pick for Secretary of State. I agree. That, that's, a, that's a solid choice. Uh, you get to go again. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Jason Harriman, and um, I need to get a young lady in there for my Secretary of State, and I would choose, um, I would choose Erica Hershey for my Secretary of State. Again, intelligent and calm. I want, I want a calm government. Okay. All right. I also really enjoy a calm government. That's why for Secretary of State. I will be choosing myself. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, vice president's the only position I've not filled yet. And bodyguard. We're we're doing bodyguard. I okay. added bodyguard. All right, that's fair. Um I'm gonna go with 
Uh, for vice president, I think of some. I want. I want someone smart. Actually, mm, yeah, someone smart. Duh. Uh, I'll go with. I'll try to get a younger person. I'm gonna go with my little brother. I think he'd make great decisions. I know you're not. You shouldn't have your family be your vice president, probably, but. Okay. Dylan work, Hamilton work for the Kennedys. Yeah. Robert and Dylan had the highest math map score in the school. Beat me out. So, yeah, sm- smart kid. I think I'd go for my bodyguards if that's a new position. Um, I'd go with a combination of Mason Kunkel and L.A. Mike. <laughs> L.A. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they work well together though. Well, they'd figure it out. I think it's a high paying position. So, I think they'd work well. Mason Mason Kunkel. <laughs> Do you have your bodyguard goal? My bodyguard, if yours are Mason and Christian, I don't, I don't know who else. Oh, Alex Duffy. All right. The Duff. That's a good one. I do have one position left. I think it's attorney general. Well, we're just adding positions. The no. Top, no. The top cop. Wasn't attorney general in there? No. What ones were the in there? The top general. The top general? Yeah, top military general. Okay, so it's first my general. Um, There's a lot of people I was thinking about in the school that could be that, but... I do think the best one would be myself. I yourself. Dictatorship. That's not a di- it's not a dictatorship. Uh, I'm just taking the top positions okay. for myself. All right. Because we still have, like, the Senate. All right. Well, we'll we'll start the recap. You can go first. Um, oh, Mr. Gerhardt? Yeah, Mr. Gerhardt. You can go first. Uh, things in general or the no, positions? Positions. Oh, I had uh, my recap was uh, Josh Augustson, Erica Hershey, and... Harryman with L.A. Mike. Hope he's doing well wherever he's at right now. He's back in L.A. He's he's now just Mike again. Just best back to Mike. Yep. He comes to O-Wine. He's O-Wine Mike. <laughs> um, and then I'll take the Kunk as well. All right. Um, for my positions, I elected myself for everyone. It's not a dictatorship. It's like a it's like a third dictatorship because you still have the Senate and I feel like you're not going to win this poll. I think I will. I don't. I think you'll be the only one to vote for you. <laughs> you got to say bodyguard potentially. Oh, and my bodyguard's Christian. All right, my team. I had Danny Gersenberger, Secretary of State, Devin Barry as my top general. I'm sure he can learn military stuff fast. And then um, for oh, vice president, I had my little brother Dylan Hamilton, smart kid, lots of potential. And then bodyguard, I went with Alex Duffy. Yeah, I mean, it's a good government. I just don't know if it could compete with mine. I uh, I think we'd be we have a lot of different opinions in mine. We have one opinion in mine. <laughs> There's no arguing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll cut it. That'll be all we have for the All Bark All Bite podcast this week. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next keep Thursday. Up the, keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you. This podcast is brought to you by the Owen Community School District. The Owen Community School District strives to provide an environment where students can be happy, healthy, and awesome in their educational pursuits. They believe that each student can graduate ready for college and or a career. To do so, they provide a safe, nurturing, and engaging learning environment that meets individual wellness, social, and emotional needs. To learn more, visit onlineschools.com.